A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, all you budding adventurers. My name's James, and welcome back to another episode of the 9to5ADV podcast, where we talk affordable and accessible adventure bike riding. With me is my co-host, Ross. I've upgraded you from regular co-host to just co-host i was i was speechless <laughs> I was like, that, that's not the line i'm not just try- a co-host that means i have to come every week i'm now. trying to trim these down i'm trying to get these as short as possible so i've i'm just, just taking out just words. taking out words where i can and now we're and banter wa- and now stop we're, with the banter now we've waffled for her. <laughs> uh so this week we've got uh we've got some special guests whoa you're not gonna ask how i've been no i'm gonna get straight into it james it's my birthday this week and oh okay that's fine. How old, you, how old are you? How old you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. And I got See, it's such an insignificant birthday. Great. I got a Leatherman. Did you? Mm. Got nice. a Leatherman. I did a bit of camping. That's useful. I went trail riding with my brother. All your favourite stuff. It was great. It was great. Great week. Did I? Um, did you fall off your Tenere? No. I don't believe you. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, so this week, would you like to carry on? We have some special guests. Yes. So. If you listened to last week, uh, we we said that this week we will be talking to Louise and Michael, who are heading off uh, next week on a marathon adventure um, through the UK. Who knew you could have an, a marathon adventure through the UK? But two and a half thousand miles worth of English, Welsh, and that's it. Ted, yeah, that, no, they won't be doing because they won't be doing Scottish for reasons we discussed in a previous Plus, episode. There's no Ted in Scotland. No, but they're doing the Ted. Yeah, the, the Trans Euro Trail. Uh, but they're doing it as like as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, it's mad. So um, this this interview we we chatted to a few days ago. So we're gonna we're gonna jump jump in and chat to them. Yeah, enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Are you guys comfortable and ready? Got your notes? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. We're ready. <clears throat> Louise and Michael, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you both got into motorcycling, and then in particular adventure riding. Yeah, so uh, I'm Louise, Louise Dell. I'm about to turn 31. I'm from Brighton originally, uh, moved up to London about 10 years ago. Um, I did my CBT about three years ago, so I'm not uh, a very, um, haven't been riding for very long, but um, yeah, I got myself a Yamaha R125 to start with, um, and I was learning to ride. Um, Good choice. Uh, yeah, thank you, yeah. Um, fiddling around sort of London and heading down to Brighton a couple of times on, on that. I really enjoyed it, and um thought I'd get my upgrade as my CBT started running out. Um, initially, I was kind of thinking of a naked bike or a sports bike because they're the bikes that kind of, you know, went up from the Yamaha in terms of the R1 and the R6 was 
potentially my options, but I uh, was actually persuaded by Michael to head towards the off-road option instead. So the adventure bikes, um, we head down to um, one of the garages near us and um, got myself a um, CRF125, uh, sorry, 250. Um, so I had a go on that. <laughs> Was first thing out, uh, we actually went down to Devil, Devil's Punch Bowl. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, where's that? No, so it's down in Surrey, I believe. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So we went down to Devil's Punch Bowl. The bike itself was uh, a couple of years old uh, from the garage, and um, essentially it looked brand new, hadn't been off road, hadn't got any scuffs on it. So we first day maiden voyage, we went <laughs> down to Devil's Punch Bowl, and I think I dropped it about five times. <laughs> So got it nice scuffs and got some got it nice and muddy. Um, um, but from from that, like having being able to drive ride down all the way to Devil's Punch Bowl, go off road, come back on the road straight home again, all on the same vehicle, it kind of sold the whole idea of going off road for me. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. And is that the bike you're still on now? Then that's your F two fifty. I'm not. I'm currently now on the KTM's KTM six ninety. Nice. So I upgraded, yeah, I upgraded in, I think it was February time, um, and yeah, it's uh, definitely a big upgrade in terms of capacity, but I kind of grew out of the 250, and uh, yeah, went over to the KTM world. Replace the uh, <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah, we were, well, not we, but uh, Louise also replaced the clutch, I think it fast, fast outgrew the, uh, the pace of the 250 quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that feeling. <laughs> how about you michael because obviously you, yeah. you've got a bit more adventure background there yeah so i mean i think i think my, my background um i think um has and bikes and skiing and all sorts of different kind of um things which have resulted in broken bones and injuries across my my kind of youth um but i mean i think you know realistically uh, like i started quite young um you know going up around you know the south coast of england and you know spending some time in switzerland as well um but i think kind of came back to kind of motorcycling um realistically my my first uh, bike was actually a ktm um i've i've i think ktms are probably the only bikes i've actually had the longest ownership of i've, I've kind of gone through you know cycles every year kind of washing kind of like out, out the different bikes and going from bmws and kind of hondas and kind of you know, all, all different kinds of bikes really um i've got a bit of a notoriety of kind of wrecking my bikes pretty quickly as well i think either, either that's uh, showing that i'm trying too hard or or, or uh, uh, kind of uh, not not very good. I'm not entirely sure which one that is. <laughs> It's usually um, a combination for most of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, I think in in the last couple of years, it's I've I've, I've done about twenty nine countries and a hundred thousand miles across a, a plethora of different bikes. Um, you know, I think as as the years have gone on, I've I've moved away from kind of road riding and and kind of actually track racing, uh, which was a kind of a big portion of my life for a short period of time. Um, and kind of really kind of um, started pushing it back in towards um, kind of off-road kind of or trail riding effectively um, and, and, and more so in the last uh, I'd say you know year or two um, but obviously there was a bit of a bit of a, a he, uh, kind of a hiatus there as I kind of uh, did my did my wrist in and snapped that uh, around December last uh, last year so um, was that was that on on the bike it was it was actually on the bike and and, and not trail related at all I think this you know it kind of reinforces um how much i prefer being off off the road than than on the road and um you know i think i think the aspect of you know you, you can go down the paths which you're not you're kind of like not visited very you know, very very regularly you can go you know across europe you can go anywhere you really want um and it's it, it just kind of gives you that kind of sense of freedom right um i think you know in, in, especially in times like this um it, it kind of is amplified um but yeah no my my, my background's been a, a mixed one 
but uh, more more around kind of operated adventure riding. And I think you know there's a level of egoism in it, right? I think um, especially with kind of the big adventure bikes, I know that they get a bit of bad rep in trying to take the damn trails and kind of getting stuck and you know having to kind of get a tractor to pull the damn things out. But um, there's there's definitely you know my my kind of um, kick out of trail riding is trying to get those bigger you know kind of heavy pig of a bikes uh, up up kind of trails which most people say oh we, you know you can't do that there's no way you're doing that um i think that's that's my my angle on it ultimately but yeah i completely share that sentiment yeah <laughs> we we've got guys that we go out with and they um, we get to the end of the trail and they go how how did you get to the end of that, on that bike and we did the <laughs> we did a, the southwest section of the tech at the end of last year and we were we were coming across guys in their with their little 250s and they were going Oh, you're, you're brave, mate, going, out, going around on that. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll replace about a third of the cost of the bike in... Uh, in, in kind of <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just need deeper pockets to, to run an adventure bike off road. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyone who tells you that biking's cheap is, uh, is completely lying. They don't tell you about the yeah. you wanting to own more bikes at the end of it. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's fair to say then that you guys are coming at this with from fairly sort of different levels of experience and uh, um, in terms of both road and off-road riding. But from the 20th of July, I believe, you're, you're both setting off on a bit of a marathon trip. So if you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing, uh, why are you doing it, um, and how did you come up with the idea for, for this trip? Yeah, sure. I think Louise, you're, you're probably best uh, for the one. Yeah, so definitely marathon or a trip is probably the right term for it. Um, so yeah, we basically are planning to take our two bikes, the same bike, uh, KTM 690, uh, on the UK Trans Euro Trail. And essentially it's a 2,500 miles route that we're planning. So there's a various number of entry points where you can join the UK Tet, um, the Trans Euro Trail, um, along the southern coast. So you can go from Calais, um, you can go from Plymouth to various numbers across there. But what, because we're starting in London, we're actually going to join from Surrey. So it's near the, uh, is it the Portsmouth one? Uh, yes. Yes, there you go. Yeah, Portsmouth Entry. Um, and yeah, we worked at uh, 2,500 miles. So we're going to be going around. The, the estimated uh, duration is sort of 20 to 25 days, which uh, is kind of a little bit uh, tight in terms of annual leave often oh, yeah. for many people <laughs> and very much for us as well. Uh, so instead of taking that 20 days, we thought, okay, let's try and do it in as few days as we can. Um, so that, that's what we're, we're trying to do. Um, and yeah, essentially it started off being a, a personal challenge to try and do that, you know, have lots of um, hours on, on the bike and try and get more miles done in the day each day rather than sort of footling around and going for a coffee and going for lunch and all this kind of thing. We're, we're trying to do that challenge. And then we realized actually doing this we can also support some charities so we've actually made it into um, a, a fundraiser as well right who are you raising money for so it'll be uh, a number of search and rescue uh, groups and also an air ambulance of wales as well great so basically the people that we need when we when we get stuck down the trail when we mess up, when we mess up. Yeah. please try not to call out an air ambulance <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. all of the funds you've raised. Absolutely. Uh, well, we'll, there, we'll was a <laughs> there was a charitable bike ride down here. They do like a, a pub crawl on their bikes to raise money for the air ambulance. They've been doing it for 10 years. It's from like Sidmouth or somewhere. And uh, last year someone fell off their bike, had to call the air ambulance, and it cost more than all of the fundraising they've ever raised. Oh no. <laughs> in yeah, the entirety of the event. 
conversation somehow flip the bike and, and and break another bone and we have to call them out this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. just have to raise loads of money yeah you just yeah. have to carry on through the rest of the <laughs> keep, keep fundraising um so what's your current experience with the tech bit have you done have you done much tech riding or have you just sort of dabbed in it the little sections yeah, so so I think um, so 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 for my for my side of uh, things, I've, I've I've been on the set a few times now um, over the past couple of years. Um, last year, um, we actually did um, London to I think it was a Greb. Um, so in Croatia, um, via the Tet, um, taking so taking kind of sections of the Tet uh, along the way. Um, so we covered it was uh, France, uh, Italy, uh, Croatia, and uh, Slovenia in between that as well. So you know some 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 good mileage. I think it was there about five and a half thousand miles um, that we that we covered um, on on that trip. Um, prior to that, I've actually been riding um, up in Wales on and off. Um, got some actually instruction from um, a, a kind of a couple of friends of mine uh, called Phil and Helen from uh, Ride the Wild. Actually, so they they've they've taken me on 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 the tech quite a, a few times as well. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 been a mixture of experiences, um, and I think the, the the one thing which we didn't do, and I think this is why this this whole kind of fundraiser kind of you know kind of um, uh, adventure trail ride is 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 so so important to us is um, we we never really did the UK Tet, and it was always every other country kind of Tet, um, but uh, nothing nothing based on the UK, and so I think. Um, it's it's kind of virgin territory for us in in, in parts of the UK, especially the you know the uh, the Great Western Trail. Um, but um, it, it's going to be an interesting kind of test of metal, I suspect. Right. How about you, Louise? Yeah. So um, Devil's Pond Bowl isn't part of the Tet, but we I think the first experience of the Tet was um, Salisbury Plains, which I really enjoyed because we hadn't touched sand before. Uh, so that was my first experience of sand. Um, so that was really good fun, sort of felt like ice the whole time uh, <laughs> on the deeper sand, which was great. Um, yeah, I think we've done, as, as Michael was saying, sort of parts in, in Wales here and there, bits and bobs of it. But as he said, we haven't really done a lot of the UK tech itself. So we thought, actually, this is a great opportunity where we're not able to travel abroad. We have to quarantine and whatnot if we come back, if we do so. So actually doing something in the UK, a challenge that we can achieve with sort of lockdowns and various things, or hopefully we can achieve without any local lockdowns that stop us from doing the, the challenge. But yeah, um, really looking forward to it actually. Idea. That sounds amazing. I think it's I think it's interesting because I think you're absolutely right. People are always so obsessed with going as far abroad as possible um, and they forget what amazing stuff we've got on our doorstep. And I know so you touched on the fact that it was going to be two and a half thousand miles and obviously a lot of time in the saddle. Have you worked out um, kind of how many hours a, a day you plan to spend in the saddle? Um, are there some sections that you know are going to be tougher and you're going to cover fewer miles and others where you're going to be able to kind of um, get some mileage on? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know that, 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 that's a really good question. I think that's something which we struggled with at the beginning to try and work out, right? So, um, you know, as you said, two, two and a half thousand miles, roughly. Um, you know, we know that the the Great um, Western Trail it has a lot of road elements to it, so um, we anticipate there'll be a lot of kind of um, ground covered in the early stages of this uh, kind of um, expedition, so to speak. Um, we know that Wales and and, and the northern parts of uh, England are going to be. Um, 
pretty challenging from, from, from what we understand and also from previous experience, um, especially mm -hmm. around places like St. Helen and um, I forget there's another place, uh, kind of Midwells, which is always always completely flooded. So there's, there's, there's going to be some inherent kind of you know, geographic challenges there, which will, which will slow us down. But I think I think the average kind of mileage per day is you know we're going to have to cover about 250 miles um, kind of every day, which is which is tough. I mean that's, that's that doesn't that's, sound a lot, does it? 250 no, miles a day because no. you get the the iron what's it called the, the iron yeah, but iron butt challenge and stuff, yeah. and you know that's thousand like, miles a day, and but yeah, and, and, and haven't and, done this. 250 miles a day is huge. Off yes, that, that, that's exactly it. I mean, that's that, the people do forget that you know when when you take it off road and you're dealing with you know variable terrain, lots of kind of you know, traction related kind of issues, or or even just kind of general kind of failures on the bike. Um, yeah. All those stresses add up quite uh, quite quickly, and and you know the ability to cover that kind of distance becomes quite uh, you know quite difficult indeed. Um, I think you know we we factored in um, about ten to eleven hours worth of riding per day, so it's it's, oh, wow. it, it's no no it's no kind of uh, kind of easy fate uh, kind of you know to say the least um i think it's going to be um it's going to be tough but uh, you know it should, should be fun are you taking camping stuff with you or being being it or we, we are we're both. doing a, kind of a, a, bit, a bit of the both uh, kind of yeah. thing so like um you know i've I, I think we'd have to do Airbnbs um, every other day, um, especially when you factor in the fact that, you know, we're, we're opting for the most protection we can. And I guess we'll discuss that a bit in, you know, in yeah. kind of like uh, later on. But, um, you know, when, when you look at stuff, which is, you know, there's boots which are intrinsically not that waterproof. Uh, you, you've got seal skins and all that kind of stuff. But um, with that in mind, you, you want the morale. You want as much morale as you can every yeah, day. Yeah. And, and riding 11 hours with, with wet feet is, is not ideal. So having a little kind of respite, um, stop um, every other couple of days um, with Airbnbs would, would be, you know, that, that duly kind of earned uh, rest, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a few weekends ago, I went up to, well, at the time of recording, it was this weekend, it's gone, but a few weekends ago, I went up to Salisbury Plain um, to see my brother and spent the, went up on the Friday night. So we rode from about 8 a.m. Um, he lives about 20 minutes from the plane. So we were less than 10 minutes away from our first trail. Spent the whole day trail riding till about five o'clock, and then I rode back down, which is about ninety-five miles back then. So I probably easily did oh, easily a three hundred-mile day um, with obviously like almost two hours worth of, of riding down the A three hundred three on the road, and I was absolutely, absolutely exhausted at the end of that. How were you guys prepping yourselves mentally and physically to do that? Well, worse than that day in and day out for, for however many days it's going to take. Um, yeah, Lou, you can, you can probably kick that uh, bit off uh, to begin with. I'll, I'll, I'll patch it in after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, um, as Michael said, we've done a kind of Europe trip um, before going down to Slovenia and it was sort of via France and on the way back up uh, via Germany. Um, it was 16 days and I think we did approximately, what was it, 3,000 miles over 16 days, which obviously is less than what we're trying, uh, trying to do now, uh, but this was a holiday, so, um, yeah. you know, it was yeah. meant to be casual and, and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so we spent quite a long time in Saddle on that trip, um, and sort of more recently, sort of weekends, a lot of the time we're spending our time on our bikes trying to get out of London, so we both live in, in London, and we spend a lot of time heading up to Wales, which I actually don't know the distance, but it, it takes a good... Quite a sort bit of a trek. Yeah, it's yeah, we, miles, isn't it? yeah so, so we basically typically head up to sort of mid-north Wales um, a lot of weekends, so leaving on sort of Friday night, 
arriving at sort of midnight, one o'clock in the morning uh, on that sort of Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, spend the weekend up there, stay in an Airbnb or two, and then head back on the Sunday. So we kind of do pack out our weekends with long rides anyway. So it's kind of a, a bit of a, a kind of set thing. We, we, we do quite challenging rides as it is. Um, so hopefully that's going to help with this trip. <laughs> it's just a long weekend then. I think uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how much of this actually translates into um, uh, the actual uh, challenge and whether or not we're actually as, as, as fit as we think we are and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I, th I think you know um, the, the reality is we you know we, we both come from kind of active backgrounds you know Louise has done lots of kind of running climbing has done marathons herself um, my, my background as I said you know I used to be a ski instructor for, for a portion of uh, my, my, my life um, and uh, you know I've, I've done kind of dive master certifications and instructed on that as well um, so like the, I think we've, we've both had like active backgrounds um, this is you know don't get me wrong this doesn't really translate to how how well you do in terms of the saddle and there's there's a whole load of different kind of, kind of, kind of fitness uh, kind of requirements involved in that um, so we've, we've been we've been kind of you know doing kind of mixed weight training regimes and kind of uh, endurance exercises at home as, as best as you can um given given the circumstances um and i think obviously with with the uh the kind of uh, the lockdown easing as well in the last couple of weeks we've been able to get back out on the trails and practice and you know really kind of pushing it hard in terms of making sure we're in the right position trying to make sure that we're not taking shortcuts where we're kind of in our kind of posturing all that kind of stuff um and, and and really kind of driving and riding for those 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 longer hours um so hopefully that kind of pays off um i'd, I'd be a liar to say that my nutrition is is, is anywhere near as it should be i think um, my, my daily stab <laughs> intake is probably um you know uh, going to be uh, kind of biting me in the uh, in the backside um halfway uh, into this trip but um you know that's that's uh, yet to be uh, yet to be a kind of experience i suspect <laughs> it's meant to be a challenge so just, it is, that's your excuse. <laughs> it's not meant exactly, to be used. Exactly. If it was easy, then then I don't think you know, the, the, you know, it wouldn't be worth doing, right? I mean, I think that's that's mm. the that's the point. We wanted to kind of set set challenge and you know have have everything involved in it, you know, the full end to end experience of kind of preparing for it, kind of you know both both mentally, physically, and 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 from a kind of a, I guess a, a gear and and tech point of view. It sounds like you guys have this kind of yeah, like active lifestyle that's sort of embedded in yeah, not just in bike riding but yeah, running skiing etc um so you guys sound like you're reasonably well prepared or as well prepared as you can be like you said given that we've just come out of a lockdown and you probably haven't ridden as much as you perhaps have liked to but what about the bikes we know what you're riding but what we don't know is what have you done to them you modified them are they straight you know out the ktm showroom um and what you know what are you doing with those to prepare them for this uh, for this trip because two and a half thousand miles on um on any bike is, is an arduous task, let alone when it's mostly off-road. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Lou, do you want to go? Um, yeah, so because we've got the same bike, we can kind of double up on a lot of the work, which is great. So we've, we've tried to do quite a lot of the fixes ourselves or upgrades ourselves, so we can, one, learn how the bike works. So if something does go wrong, we know how to fix it because we did it in the first place, right? Yeah, um, great philosophy. Yeah, so um, we've put in Golan uh, mini filters, uh, we've changed our oils, um, we have, what else have we done? We've put on um, sort of aftermarket hand guards in case we do fall off the bike to yeah. protect our hands. Michael, I think you, you had some more bits on the bike upgrade. Yeah, so I think that's it. So I've, I've, I've got um, probably, I think it's about 7,000 miles more on, on my 690 than, than Lou's does. She's got a relatively uh, kind of newish one um, compared to me. Um, 
and some of the some of the things which I, I found um, early on with the 690, which were they're not they're not necessarily kind of bad things, but they, they are little niggles that I wanted to kind of make sure I didn't have on the trip. So um, I stuck a power commander in there. I've I've, I've blocked off the O2 um, uh, header as well and the sensor on the header. So um, that kind of gives a little bit more um, kind of finesse and control um, in kind of power delivery in the low revs um, when we're doing the more technical stuff in Wales. Um, because you, you find it does kind of jolt along a little bit um, when it's kind of starved of uh, kind of um, fuel. Um, and then obviously same same things as uh, what Lou's done. So I put a mini filter on there to to kind of help alleviate any kind of blockages um, when we're kind of going through kind of a dustier and kind of uh, muddier terrain. Um, and then we put some pre-fuel filters in. So um, one of the one of the, my massive pet peeves about the uh, the six nines and the rear filling of that bike is you you open up the rear the rear cap and uh, a load of rubbish just kind of drop straight down into your into your tank so we've we've, we've cupped off all the all the kind of like uh, the basics there i suspect um outside of that you know there's, there's not you know there's not really been that much of a change i think you know we're, we're riding you know tubes um so michelin actually um, have actually sponsored us quite nicely for this trip and so they're oh, providing, uh, yeah they're, so they're providing us with uh uhd tubes um which uh you know i've, I've, I've ridden them myself for you know the last couple of years I've, I've never actually had a puncture on them actually so um I, you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of swearing by them now um so we're we're, we're kind of getting all that stuff on the bikes um you know we're getting some michelin trackers again not the not the most longevity in terms of uh kind of wear but uh, it should be should be interesting kind of more the slippery slate stuff in wells um and then uh, for, for me, I've, I've, I've kind of added on a Perun rack on the back of the bike, um, which we're now going to be doubling up on both bikes. Um, so um, we, we can get some proper luggage solutions in there. So um, I'll be rocking, um, hopefully, if it arrives in time, the, uh, the reckless 80-litre uh, Moscow Moto. Um, and Lou's got uh, Endura stands on, on her bike as well. Oh, nice. You haven't gone for the same... Same manufacturer then for the, for the luggage. No, no. I mean, one, 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 one thing worth noting actually, before I forget, is is the the stock exhaust on that 690 is like a furnace. Um, so <laughs> it, it completely burnt through my previous luggage um, last year. And so also I've, I have swapped out the exhaust uh, for a Sharon exhaust. Um, so it's a kind of a little kind of you know, cheap exhaust, but it sounds, sounds amazing. Um, and, and, and the more important thing is it doesn't actually rip off and burn all your plastics after dropping it on the, uh, the left hand side. <laughs> um so um yeah i think i think we've, we've opted for different different luggage and i think that's that's always a good thing in a way um I, I can carry more than lou um i'm a bit kind of longer and and lankier than lou so i can i can get the feet down <laughs> and carrying more more weight um on the bike so i think i think that that allows lou to kind of focus on kind of having a leaner leaner bike and, and really kind of smashing it out there ideal and i've got to ask as well because it comes up every other post on the tech facebook forum is what are you using for navigation yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good question, and yeah, I don't think that's something which you know, I, I haven't I haven't found the perfect solution yet. Um, so I, I'm using a GP a GPS map two seven three uh, CX actually, so it's a uh, one of their old um, Garmin um, na uh, kind of uh, maritime uh, navigation uh, tools. Um, it's really big, uh, bulky kind of uh, GPS, but uh, it, it's it's really good in the sense that it's not it's not touch screen right so you know you, you're not running the risk of kind of having a, a screen failure in that respect you've got really big kind of buttons which you can press through with any kind of glove you've got on be that waterproof or or kind of um, kind of enduro kind of gloves um and then obviously redundancy you know we, we have a zumo as well um which we'll be attaching on on the secondary power slot and uh, and our phones so there's there's levels of redundancy that we've opted for ideal great um so i want to ask what app you're using then that's the other second most Common question okay. on the Facebook on the Facebook group because you're not using the good old yeah, yeah. ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou, Lou uh, you're you're probably more familiar with the apps than me, so. 
Yeah, um, with, so I'll be having the phone with the app on, so it'll be ViewRanger that we're using. Nice. Um, we've kind of downloaded all the, the tracks from the tech website um, and it all, all loads on really easily there. And then you can put on your own little markers where, where you want to be sort of staying and things. So I've, I've marked on the sort of campsites and Airbnbs that we've got so far and sort of therefore where we're meant to be getting to in each day, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a pretty good app. Um, and it kind of follows as you go, and um, yeah, it's been it's been good so far on our, on our training uh, walk. So, Sebastian, and what about kit then? So, what are you wearing? Have you got different sets of kit, or are you just bringing one set of everything? What's the plan? Good question, um, Lou. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I need to think. <laughs> because so, I'm, I'm i'm relatively newer to the kind of biking um world my kit isn't as advanced as michael's because it, it takes some investment some money into uh, yeah. getting a good set of kit um so what i'll be doing is the wearing sort of um kind of off-road kit sort of lightweight things with the kind of proper protective gear underneath and then i've got some relatively cheap sort of waterproof covers if it's raining yeah. so i have a few different layers to play with rather than one item that fits yeah, all good boxes as it were um so i'll have a fleece layer to put on if it's cold and then a waterproof layer to go on top again if it's cold or if it's raining um but yeah it's kind of lightweight um off-road kit that i'll be wearing um i've got the um tech sevens at the moment uh, for boots and uh waterproof socks to go underneath so some seal skins uh, and some backup seal skins in case those go too <laughs> sounds like yeah. an ideal setup yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you can top that, Michael. I mean, it's it's it's, it's one of those things. Like you know, I I I, I had a uh, well, I I ordered some um, I think it was Fox uh, jerseys, and I kind of realised I was getting a bit too fat around the uh, the waist. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go with the excuse that I'm I'm going with um with Revit as as it seems to be very very kind of forgiving on uh, on on kind of like uh, large uh, large bellies. Um, so um, you know, so I've I, I've opted for kind of uh, the Revit Dominator uh, kit. Um, I mean, I, I kind of swear by uh, kind of um, Gore-Tex now. Um, it's one of those kind of um, catch-22 scenarios, right? So, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of exerting yourself and you get really hot quite quickly. But one of the good things about it is it's, it has kind of um, open open kind of big square vents, uh, which actually do allow a lot of airflow. Um, and, and the benefit being, you know, if we're going through kind of like some kind of pretty bad weather, uh, I don't have to kind of stop, pull over and put on a whole kind of layer of kind of fleecing and, and sweat even more underneath that. So uh, that's the kit uh, for me in terms of jacket and trousers. Uh, and in terms of boots, I've uh, gone for Garnet SG12s. I actually used to ride um, Tech 7s, but uh, for me, it was, you know, I, I kind of wanted to have a bit more kind of tank kind of um, kind of reinforcement around the, uh, the toe box area. Um, and, and I have a kind of a tendency of kind of getting my, my feet kind of twisted and kind of ruts all the time. So I kind of wanted something which was going to kind of reinforce the, uh, the heel a little bit more. And so I opted for kind of the uh, the SG12s, really, really good boots, uh, kind of boots. Um, in terms of the other kits, it's uh, my, my rocker backpack. So 15 litre backpack with a, with a kind of a, um, a water bladder in the back of that. Um, and then um, it's a bell helmet um, with with the center intercom. So we're, we're always having a chat um, whilst, uh, whilst we're riding. We always know that, you know, we're able to call out uh, kind of hazards in advance, uh, you know, if one of us is uh, leading, the, uh, leading the group. So I think right. uh, in, terms, in terms of gloves, I'm not even going to bother going there. I've, I've got too many gloves to care for. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't make my mind up. I'll probably buy five more before we, you know, before we set up. So it's, Ooh, what's um, that? Yeah. The small cloud in the distance? Right, I need this pair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got, uh, what, 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 what well have you got? The MX-9? 
Second, second, sorry. Is it the MX9 you've got the, the bell helmet? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're great. We, 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 we all rock better. Yeah, <laughs> they're ideal. They're, they're just so, they're, so, they're such a good price point. Yeah, exactly. The Avenger uh, helmet. If you yeah. have something that's going to get trashed, it's very safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and it, this would have been trashed. I didn't buy it. <laughs> <a lot>, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, they're they're really good helmets, and uh, you know, lots of lots of kind of ventilation, and um, you know, really good kind of uh, kind of real estate to kind of put cameras on as well. Idea, great. Bowser's on your luggage list, then. You don't have to go into every little, every individual sock. I know that Louise, you did talk about socks, but yeah. So give us, give us the highlights of your of your luggage packs. So we're still working out the proper final kit list, as it were. Um, but yeah, as Michael said, I'm going to be on the Enduro Stand uh, bags, which are 12 liter each side. So a decent amount of storage um we're going to be obviously having our camping gear so i'll have a my sleeping bag little roll mat and of course you have to have a inflatable pillow for creature comforts <laughs> um because i actually find that i get quite tight across the shoulders um mm. or, or from a long day riding so i think a little bit of sort of cushioning for my head would be a, a good idea to get a good normal position as if i was in a bed uh for my head uh for that um, I'll have a sort of 15 litre backpack as well, um, which I'll have a kind of one of those bladder packs so I can have uh, the tube thrown into my mouth and not have to faff around with getting bottles out and whatnot so I can drink on the go. Um, I'll have first aid kit and various bits and bobs in the backpack as well, just a precaution. Um, I'll have, uh, in terms of sort of food, in case we have any issues with finding anywhere where we can actually get food along the way or if it's the wrong time or whatever. Um, I'm going to be taking my jet boil um, and a couple of collapsible bowls and some sort of dehydrated soups and whatnot so we can um, have dinner or lunch or whatever it is. Well, those ration bags you get can go outdoors that have like <laughs> two and a half thousand calories per portion. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. great. They're so good. Yeah. You're going to need them as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And we've also got some sort of protein shakes as well, because again, dehydrated powder, you can pack it into a bag really easily, into a corner or whatever, and, you know, add some water and there you go, ready, meal. Nice. Yeah. So whilst you're out and and about, um, how how are people going to track you? How are we going to know where you are? Is there going to be a way of of following you as you go around with the, uh, the tech? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so um, what we're, we're we're kind of in, in communication with the guys over at uh, Kent, sorry, uh, Kent and sorry, Search and Rescue. Um, so they're going to basically um, push out our kind of our location um, on on their website uh, potentially, and we're, we're just kind of working out how that's going to that's going to work um, as a kind nice. of a fail. So kind of as, as kind of a fail safe to that, um, we've also got. Um, so I, I I carry a spot uh, Gen three. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So that allows you to. Uh, share your location uh, either in real time, I say close to real time, um, or essentially it's, it's kind of like a staggered uh, kind of update. So um, you know you, you will be able to see like a map of where we have been and obviously where we're heading to. Um, I think you know the idea is you know, how how do we kind of surface that? It's probably just be sharing a link on on kind of Instagram and Facebook and uh, you know all the associated kind of charities, right? Um, so that's that's probably the easiest way of doing it. And what your what's your website and Instagram handles? So from there. Yeah, so mine's uh, eight bit biker. That's uh, the number eight and then bit biker. So B I T B I K E R. Uh, and Lou, uh, what, what's your one again? Uh, it's Lou dot rides. So L O U dot R I D E S. Nice. Is it going to be 
what are you planning on doing a lot of social media or are you just gonna sort of you just gonna yeah, yeah, pass well, so days and then sleep or no so i think i think i think that's that's one of the, that is one of the challenges right so it's it's trying to get into a position where we're actually taking shots which which capture the the real challenges and, and it's uh the bit which i'm i'm scared about is getting past um really technical like kind of ramps or whatever and going oh we have to do this again now just to get a photo <laughs> of it sure. um, so I think, yeah, we're gonna work out how to do that but um yeah we, we've both got uh gopro 8 um and um the cameras and you know I'm, I'm still toying around bringing the slr along but um you know we'll, we'll see how that how that one pans out nice ideal so um i suppose now everyone knows where to follow you and in theory how to track you when once you've got it all set up how do people actually Donate to to your well, as, as your rescue. Actually, your inevitable rescue. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to offset your your <laughs> I'm joking. You'll be absolutely fine. How do people that want to donate? How do they, do they give you some money? Yes, yeah, so, so, so we we have a we have a a Virgin Giving page um, set up, um, and that that gets you know the the the, the kind of proceeds of that get broken down um to the uh, the respective charities on there um, just just kind of like, i guess a heads up not all of them are currently listed there because we're waiting for two of them to actually get registered on on uh, virgin giving and uh, i think their 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 tre uh, treasurers i think they're, they're called are, are kind of going through the process of getting approved but yeah no, we're, we're um we're gonna be doing it all through uh, virgin giving um i guess we can send you the link and uh, if you guys want to share that uh, towards the end uh, that might make sense yeah what what i'll do um is I'll put your your socials in in the episode description as well as your your fun your your fundraising link as well. I'll, I'll, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to put the, our affiliates in. Instead, if anyone wants to support, whether it's us or you guys, to mm -hmm. to actually chuck a couple of bucks towards you for this week. So that'd be fantastic. Well. Mm. Uh, equally, you can search our page um, if you search uh, Twenty Eight County Trail Challenge. Twenty Eight counties. Is that is that how many? That is how many counties we're going to be going to, and we're doubling up on some of those as well. <laughs> yeah, because down down our way, you've got you obviously have to go down through Devon and down through Paul and all the way back up again. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I, we I go just... into Wilt. I think we go into Wiltshire like two or three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. Are yeah. you going to be giving us a shout when you come down? Absolutely. Yeah, can do. Letting yeah. us know. James can come and fall off his tenere around you. Help me pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have time for that. I'm flying through. Um, no, I was going to say you were meant. Yeah, you were talking about the Great Western Trail. We did it back in October, and you're sort of right. The I've not ridden the Dorset bit. I've gone Devon down Cornwall back up here. The Cornwall bits. There's a lot of roads to to up. There's not a huge amount of, of byways down. There's a lot of bridleways, so there's a lot more road. It's more sort of scenic <laughs> down Cornwall. Devon is all lanes rammed you're gonna you really slow i think dorset's probably a bit a bit chill cornwall's a bit chill you're gonna you're gonna get rammed up in devon and the problem is the guy that, that made the route it's literally like or like this all over, all the, shop, over the shop it isn't it's not like it's a, a generally straight line it is yeah. all over the place and and it's got everything there's all kinds of lanes down there so you're gonna amazing. have a lot of fun amazing but yeah, really. But it's fine because you're, you're blasting from Come on back up, you'll you'll, uh, you'll do it pretty quick. So um, great. Anything else you guys want to talk about that we haven't asked you or anything? Yeah, well, I mean, I, ask I, I, us I, for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no, I think I think it's all, you know. I, I think the only the other only other thing which would be interesting is to see how how this compares to obviously what the next uh, plan is. I think you know, as, as I mentioned to you earlier, is um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. after, after this trip, um, I'm I'm kind of looking to kind of move away from the 619, kind of go down a tier into the kind of the XC500. So, um, oh, you know, the the idea is to do a London to Sydney uh, challenge, um, and uh, I, I'm I'm very much. Uh, Toying oh, with the idea of taking oh, a, I'm going to stop, well, stop you there because this is meant to be an affordable and accessible adventure bike yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the tech is affordable <laughs> and accessible. No, we're toying with the idea of how, how to get down to from London to, to Sydney as, a, as as quick a time as possible um, and, and you know to obviously make you know things more difficult I want to try and do it on a uh, on a on a four-stroke uh, 500cc um, exe so um, that, that could be an interesting one you'll have to so, when you're down this way um, try and hook up with Nathan Mil um, what's the name? Milbrook? I don't know who you're talking about the post, post, posty on the bike that did Sydney to London. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lives in Barnstable. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Nathan Milbrook. That's a game. But yeah, check him out on Instagram anyway, because, um, well, then. Yeah, I think it's like post, posty bike or something. But, um, yeah, he did, uh, he did Sydney to London and now runs like tours out there. But, um, yeah, he lives in Barnstable, so not far, and you'll have to go past it anyway. Mm -hmm. so I'm sure he'd, uh, he'd be happy to meet up and share his knowledge. Absolutely. How about you, Louise? Are you planning on joining on this trip, or are you waiting <laughs> to see how this first one goes? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm up for all the challenges, so happy to to get involved with that one as well. Don't know about the uh, 500, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. Nice. There's something else I was going to mention. So, oh yeah, um, it'd be. I really want to debrief with you guys. Um, so when you finish, I want to come back and do this again if you're happy to for another yeah, episode. Absolutely get a proper breakdown of how it went, what broke, <laughs> what you learned, and, and then advice, and then a, a sort of, I mean, you can probably do it as, as like a tech episode. You, you, oh, be, you guys will be the, you know, the official British tech experts, <laughs> other than the linesmen, but, you know, so it'd be great <laughs> to get some, yeah. get some insights from you guys. Yeah. And it'd be also as well, if you have the time, because obviously you'd be packing really long days, um, if we can't meet in person when you're down that way, but at least tap in um, once or twice on your trip, say, see how you're getting on, um, and then just chuck some segments into into our weekly podcast and see how you, you know, so the guys know how you're getting on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think also like you know, if if, if we can't necessarily go for a ride together, then uh, let's just definitely grab a, a socially distanced beer or something. That'd be great. Yeah, I we yeah. man can do that. We can, we can find a good a good pub on Dartmoor. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than than a pub down in Devon and Cornwall after actually been out. We do that quite a lot, don't we? On a Sunday, if they're not sure. We're going to get tanked up. No, we're going to we go and have a five and ride in Devon, babe. <laughs> five Devon, and ride. Yeah, no, this is, you can't be saying stuff like that. Oh no. Not <laughs> <laughs> on public. All this stuff. Jeez. Anyway. Um, I think that's it. I think. Have you got anything else for us? No, no, that's that's awesome. You really nice to meet you guys. It sounds like a okay. awesome trip. Well, very, um, yeah, I'm I'm very jealous. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how it all goes and catch up with you guys at some point on it. And uh, yeah, good luck with it. Oh, thank, uh, thank you. you very much, guys. As well, it's been a pleasure. Two about two less than two weeks, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Why? Well, yeah. well, when this 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 is going to go out, so this will go out not this oh, Friday, Friday but next Friday. So it's going to it'll go out a few days before you set off. Perfect time. Actually. Amazing. So, 
Awesome. Yeah. Ideal. So when you see that, that, you have to save the, uh, you know, the crash until later in the trip. I swear to God, if I, if I, if I blow something up before I get like, <laughs> That just sounds so exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it, they've made me feel wholly inadequate, both in terms of, yeah, Michael's experience, past experience, um, and all the things he's done on the bike already, and in Louise's kind of, yeah, what a great attitude to take to starting riding, what was it, three years ago? Yeah. Um, uh, and in that short space of time, already progressed up to quite a gnarly enduro bike. Mm. And, and uh, Just the fact that, you know, the most weekends they ride from London to Wales to go trail riding. Yeah, well, I think I, I mean, find this a lot with people that live in London. That if, you, if you're outdoorsy and you live in London, you have to. You don't have a choice. We're kind of we're blessed in Devon that we can just pop well, out. I thought, for yeah, an popping out for a couple of hours on a Sunday morning. Yeah. I thought that was that was good enough. I thought we were way up on it. Yeah, but, but no, that's. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Getting out of London and riding to North Wales and wherever else for for the whole weekend is is deeply impressive. And yeah, good luck to them on their on their trip. Yeah, ideal. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Once again, uh, completely forgot to do this last week. But if you want to get hold of us. Uh, you can do 9to5adv at gmail.com if you want to write something nice and long uh, if you want to follow us or get in touch with us on social media I'm at 9to5adv and I'm at Devonshire underscore biker and if you want to support Louise and Michael uh, then you can I've put links to their their virgin virgin giving their page. virgin giving page that's in the bio um usually i'll put our affiliate links i'm gonna i'm not Replace gonna do it this it week that, yeah. it's just gonna be those guys if you want to follow along as soon as i've got info then i will put their tracking info up on the website yeah um and you on can, like instagram stories yeah and, and on instagram stories you can follow them on instagram where they're planning on and regularly posting as much as possible so michael is over at eight bit biker and Louise is over at Lou dot rides. That's L O W. Nope, it's not. It's L O U dot R I D E S. Um, so you can follow along with their journey there. We're going to try and check in with them a few times on their journey, and then we will definitely come back and have a, an episode where we debrief and see how they got on and and see if they can impart some tet wisdom on us. Absolutely. So even if you're not doing something quite as uh, as impressive as uh, Michael and Louise then uh, keep adventuring and we'll catch up with you soon whoa now you've caught me off guard because that's my catchphrase you can just say bye bye Botox Cosmetic out of botulinum toxin A FDA approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.